for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 290 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And I'm still here. No heart attacks. No fright heart attacks in the last seven days. Try as she might, she didn't kill me. <clears throat> um, I thought she was going to. Yeah, so did a lot of people. So did a lot of people. Um, I'll... I'll I'll let you guys in on this. I've got I've got plans to get my revenge and scare Jesse on the podcast. I don't. There's some logistical issues, but I've got the basis of a of, of a a prank, quote unquote. And uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see oh. how it goes. I don't. There's a couple of things I still need to figure out as far as like getting it to where people can actually hear it on the show. Like I could do it right now. Like I could execute my plan, but I would just have to come back and be like, yeah, I scared her. I got her real good. Or I'm excited they didn't work. and or disappointed <coughs> in you, depending on how it all shakes out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Cause it's gone on too goddamn long, right? It's happened too many times now. Like I, 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 I needs my revenge on this looked like a ding dang fool half a dozen episodes of this damn podcast now because she scares me she moved the kitchen table to a new position uh, uh over a year ago and ever since then it has set me up for the frightening mm. so we need to set up your podcast room and that way you can put your back to like the wall and every time the door opens oh you yeah see it. yeah i mean that is that is definitely the goal and um, I think because of some stuff going on with like Jesse and uh, a job she's going to be starting, uh, I think that mm -hmm. that office space slash podcasting room will be set up sooner rather than later. Now, one, yeah, like like you're saying, once that happens, then the scares are much less frequent. Unless then she has to be real deliberate and go 
to like the window in that room or something to scare me. And if she does that, then there's no way because she can be like, it was an accident. Like that's full on on purpose at that point. Right. So uh, anyways, we've got um, we've got some cool stuff to talk about this week, buddy. Um, really? Yeah. Some some little exciting things here and there. And then, of course, we'll hear from our buddies, our moisture farmer friends. We've got some emails and some voice messages. Nice. Uh, and before we do that, let's roll into the business. You can like us on Twitter, follow us, like us, whatever, on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. We have a YouTube channel. There'll be a link for that in the notes. Uh, the Twitch streams have been a lot of fun. I really suggest you guys stop by. Follow us on Twitch. If you see me live, come on by, chat it up, listen to some shenanigans. It's a good time. Uh, we also have a Patreon. If you really enjoy our show and you want to support us for as little as $3 a month, you can at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. And when you sign up, you get access to our exclusive RSS feed where we post all of our bonus podcast episodes. Uh, most recently, we've had an episode of Oh No, It's All Solo go up followed by an episode of Podula Rasa with me and Emily Lynn discussing uh, a good and a bad episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Made me feel oh, like nice. I was cheating on Star Wars there. Oh, nice. <clears throat> but it was a lot of fun. Uh, and we've got more stuff coming. I actually talked to our good buddy, King Tom Chansky, about recording a new episode of, Master of Masters of Harvest Kasi which is our Star Wars video game uh, related show that's on the Patreon feed. We're going to record one of those pretty soon. And we've also got Cooking with Will, Jaws, Blue Harvest Adventures, Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel, and so much more. So once again, if you want to check it out, that's patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Hell yeah. That's the business for right now. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> so buddy. First things first, uh, how how have you been? How's it going with all this craziness and the crazy weather that's been going on this week? Uh, it's been crazy. I mean, it's been equal parts crazy and fun. My wife, being an ER physician, got iced in at her hospital, and so she hasn't been home in like six days. Oof. So it's been the solo dad show. All day, every day for six days <laughs> in the in the ice palace. Solo, a dad story. And I'm tending the pool, right? Like, uh, like I got the pool, right? And I'm like, oh, we live in Mississippi. I didn't shut the pool down for winter. Like, so when you have a pool, you can shut it down or leave it open. Mm -hmm. Like, and you still got to tend it if you leave it open. It's just light chlorine and then, you know, light testing. And then you hit it again. You know, you're on it every week, like during the summer. But I was like, oh, Mississippi, you know, we don't, it's not like Canada. Like, there's no reason to drain the pool, you know, and shut it down. Like, I'll just keep it going through the winter and I won't have to shock it, you know, in the spring. It'll just be ready to go. Uh, but no, and the weird thing is, like, the pump is on a timer. But I don't really have a setting for it to just go all the time, right? Like, right. it's built in to have a break on the timer. <clears throat> 
So I have to ever so often, you know, once a day go out and move the brake so that it doesn't ever shut off. Like the pumps keep going while the temperature is below zero. Right. You know, below freezing so that they continue to circulate the water so it doesn't ice and mess up the system. You know, ice doesn't form in the pipes of the system and shit. Well, Um, um, you know, I had my parents had a pool when I was growing up. Right. Right. And I'm just here to tell you. For the longest time, my dad took the same approach you did, where he wouldn't drain the pool and winterize it or whatever. Right. But he also didn't take the proactive steps you took, where you keep it chlorinated and things. Like He would just let that shit fester like the swamps of Dagobah during the winter. So you'd go out there, and it would be like swamp thing green. And I remember a couple of winters where that thing iced over. And I think the uh, the breaking point for my dad where he like finally decided like, oh, maybe I should just drain this during the winter was a possum fell into the pool and drowned and then it iced over. Oh, yikes. So, so that's like frozen <laughs> rotten water. So my dad basically had to break the ice to retrieve the dead possum. And, oh, my uh, goodness. And he was like, yeah, I think it's time to start just draining this thing. Because he would also paint it every summer. Wow. After that. That's an old school pool. Yes, yes. It was not, uh, when you think of a pool, like, it was not like a modern fancy pool. Because, you know, yeah. my, my, parents is, my parents' house was probably built in the, I don't know, 50s or something. Maybe the 40s. And we yeah. moved in when I was like four. So, you know. The pool was already there. Right. So it was an older style pool. Like it didn't have like a fiberglass lining or anything like that. <clears throat> um, yeah, that thing would get fucking nasty. And I fell into it one time in the winter and my cousin Brooke had to go on a rescue mission. This was before I could swim. Um, it was almost the end of your old pal halls. Maybe it was. Oh and everything goodness. since then has just been, oh, I can't get started on this. Oh, shit. I can't get started on this. Dude, I remember the pool at the house we used to live in together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice pool, but towards the end of the days, like, I guess it just wasn't maintained over the winter or whatever. And people were just throwing all kind of shit in there. Like, someone threw a car battery in there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know who that was. Dive in. Yeah, I do. And then someone had to dive in and get it out. Like, I think Jeff dove in and got it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, our worst roommate of all there time. Were chairs, you know, like who didn't even live with us at the time, decided to throw a car battery in our pool. Yeah. Why? Hmm, who knows? But a car battery went in the pool. Fucking. <laughs> I think after we all moved over, they filled that thing in. By the way. Really? I don't think that pool exists anymore. Probably I wonder why. Salvageable. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um. Let's jump into it. So what's one project that you and I have been talking about forever now that we've been like, man, when are we going to get some news on this? Is it still happening? I hope it's still happening. Oh, 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 I know this. I know the answer to this. Okay, go for it. Uh, Is Ryan Johnson's trilogy still happening? Yes. So... (coughs) This, this, I figured you'd probably heard this because it actually sort of made the the wider news rounds it, did. it hit the ripple of the news yeah 
So let me give you a little context for it. A author by the name of Saria, Saria Wilson, um, there was this charity drive going on where you could bid on opportunities to talk to different people through Zoom, including several Star Wars people. I believe Mark Hamill, uh, Daisy Ridley was one. She won that auction and spoke with Daisy Ridley, and uh, as well as Ryan Johnson was one of them. And she won that auction. And it wasn't like you get to formally interview them. So there was no recording allowed or anything like that. You just get to hop on a Zoom call and chat to these people for a little while. Right. Well, in the process of talking to Ryan Johnson, um, she asked him if his Star Wars project, which you know was announced way back in 2017, just before The Last Jedi was released, um, was still on. And he said that it is. His project's still on, that you know, there's no um, firm dates or plans in place because he's got things ahead of it that he's working on, which I assume is the sequel to Knives Out and who knows what else. But he's still talking to Lucasfilm and his project's still on. So for everybody that's been wondering and looking forward to that, that's uh, a bit of good news. That's nice to hear. Dude, I'm stoked. That's good news for me. <laughs> yeah, because you know it's been it's been a little while since we've heard anything about it, and there's been a lot of Star Wars stuff that's been happening. So it looks like uh, it's still going on, and uh, it's just a matter of waiting it out and uh, seeing how it progresses from here. <clears throat> um, you know, it's just uh, the dude's a busy guy. Like he you know had a basically a 1.4 billion dollar hit with the uh, the last jedi yeah and then his next movie was oscar nominated critically acclaimed with knives right. out and that's you know he's continuing that on with his next movie so yeah we'll see how that goes i'm not i mean obviously it's well established that i'm looking forward to his next uh, involvement in Star Wars, but I'm also really I feel like he did The Last Jedi and then like, you know, the reaction that happened happened and he was like, all right, all right, all right. You guys aren't ready for that. I'm going to go still do my awesome writer-director thing and I'll I'll be back when you guys are ready. Yeah. Yeah, that makes... You know, I think that's probably it. No, pro you know, I think just naturally Lucasfilm uh, is who's you know clearly still wants work to work with the dude it's like you know let's put some time in between that let's like let all the fucking neck vein bulging angry boys on the internet calm down a little bit right um so we'll see we'll see how it goes from here uh but it's nice to hear something about it because like i said it's <clears throat> it would it's, be cool to give neil blomkamp a star wars movie yeah, I would like to see what he would do with Star Wars. Um, it would be real odd. I mean, it, in a good way, you know what I mean? It would be... Yeah, you know, I wonder if it's one of those situations where, you know, it, the Marvel slash Lucasfilm situation where you're working within an established system. So, like, you know, if you look at James Gunn movies pr prior to Guardians of Galaxy, you don't watch those and go, like... Oh, these are guardians of the gal. You know what I mean? Like, right. you definitely get James Gunn and his personality through those guardians movies, but it's like 
also filtered through the whole Marvel thing, right? So you, right. you would imagine it would be the same thing with Neil Blumkamp working on Star Wars. It would be Neil Blumkamp, but it would be filtered through the Star Wars lens. Um, but yeah, I, I like that dude. That's a dude who I feel like after his first movie came out and was so hyped up and so well-received, um, District 9, yeah. <laughs> that his, pre- his, his following two movies didn't get the same reaction. But I liked both right. of them. So. Yeah, but like I was about to say, like I really enjoyed them. Like me too, on a significant level. Like I feel El- like Elysium I read... and, and Chappie. Mm-hmm. Those are both kick-ass movies to me. Kick-ass sci-fi movies, top dollar. Yeah, I think out of the three, Elysium's my least favorite, but I still like it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not like I, I'm like, oh fuck that movie. It's just right, right. Out like, of the three. I, you know, I, I understand, and uh, I really like the premise. It seems almost accurate to me. Like, the wealthy and mm-hmm. super powerful have regenerative technology, and they set themselves up in space where they don't even have to sully themselves with setting foot on the dirty, populated, dystopian Earth left for the poor people. Like, it seems very scarily accurate. You know what I mean? Like, and then all the cool advancements, like the, the power suits and, um, you know, like the neural enhancements and stuff. That's really neat. Yeah. And I feel bad for the dude. Cause he's had a couple of more high profile projects. Like, you know, he wanted to do a sequel to aliens, right? That sort of oh, really? ignore, like his whole plan was to come out with a sequel to aliens that ignored alien three alien resurrection, basically everything, but the first two movies and pick up with like, you know, Michael Bean and Sigourney Weaver and stuff like be a, not to take away anything from alien three. Cause I feel like alien three gets a little bit of unfair hate from time to time. I think it's It's actually a pretty decent movie. It's, it's pretty good. I, I, funnily enough, probably the only horror movies that I've probably seen, you know, like, to be able to discuss with you and a handful of others maybe, but, um, <clears throat> but there is a shock horror factor in uh, Alien 3 that's really crazy. Maybe uh, body horror, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's hard to say that that first Alien is not a horror movie. It's definitely a horror movie. It's basically definitely. a haunted house movie in space, you know? Yeah. I think it's, you know, I... The original Alien, you know, there are certain movies for me. I, we've gotten off on movies, I apologize. But, like, there are movies that come pretty close to the perfect movie. And it's a very select list of surprisingly a lot of stuff from the 80s, you know. like, And maybe that just dates me. But I think cinematically, like, you know, Ghostbusters is one. Uh, Back to the Future is one, you know. Aliens is one. You know, Star Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, I think that's a generational thing. My, You know, our parents probably feel the same way about movies that came out when they were kids, you know. And I'm yeah. sure, well, I don't know, man. Liam is on the track to like a lot of the same shit you like. So I was about to say, maybe I'm sure the same thing will be said for Liam. But, like, he's on the, he likes Ghostbusters and. Give all... me one minute. Can you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Hold on. All right. So, um. Next up, uh, 
So, buddy, we know what's happening at the end of this year, year of our Lord 2021. The book of Boba Fett comes out. Right. My boy Boba finally gets his day in the sun. Not that he didn't, you know, get quite a bit of love from the last season of Mandalorian. Well, uh, it seems like uh, he's also going to get his time to shine in a new uh, special crossover event in the Marvel Star Wars Marvel comics. Because starting in June, they're launching this big new event called War of the Bounty Hunters. War um, of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah, and it's it's sort of one of those classic Marvel crossovers that takes place across all the titles. Well, all the titles that are set post-Empire Strikes Back right now. So okay. Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, um, I believe Darth Vader, um, and it's going to, uh, I think, run from like June to October. Now, the interesting thing is this whole War of the Bounty Hunters sounds like it's taking quite a bit of information, uh, or not information, uh, inspiration rather, from Shadows of the Empire. Because apparently the story kicks off and Boba Fett is no longer in possession of Han and Carbonite. And oh, really? it is his mission to get him back. So, you know, I don't know how much of Shadows of the Empire you remember, but like in Shadows of the Empire, Boba Fett did not have a straight shot, easy time going from Cloud City to Jabba's Palace. There was some resistance along the way. It's been a long time, but... <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, but it's... Uh, Definitely something I'm interested in and something I'm going to be checking out. I hope they, um, I mean, we'll see. I, I have not been too stoked with how they've portrayed Boba in the Bounty Hunters comic that they've been doing. They've made okay. him a little fucking Zack Snyder edgelordy. So oh, okay. I hope this is uh, done a little better. And I think it will be. I mean... Charles Soule, who was um, the guy behind Light of the Jedi, the High Republic book I told you about, yeah, is sort of kicking the whole thing off and involved with it as well. So, as are all the other uh, writers of the regular series. So we'll see how it goes. I just know I'm stoked to see my dude Boba Fett getting <coughs> getting some attention. Finally, it seems like they were just waiting, right? Like. Did um did the guy from Mad Men do the voice of Boba Fett in like an audiobook? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not a fan. <laughs> this is big bad Boba. N- yeah. Yeah, not not my favorite Boba thing to come from the Disney era of Star Wars, especially after, you know, kind of assuming that he would be getting his own movie or something pretty early on. And then they're like, oh boy, guys. Just Don you Draper wait. Fett. Just you wait. From a certain point of view has a Boba Fett story. And I was like, oh <laughs> shit, y'all. This is gonna be good. Uh-uh. No. <clears throat> Alright. No, thank you. So we got one more thing to cover, and then we'll jump into voicemails and emails. Uh, So this week, Nintendo held what they call a Nintendo Direct. It's kind of... They haven't done one in quite a while, but it's basically their sort of 
video presentation of upcoming games and DLC like for the next few months, right? Right. Um, and, you know, they announced a new Smash character and announced a new Mario Golf that looks pretty cool and a Skyward Sword port to the Switch. But within all these announcements was the announcement of a new Star Wars game, Star Wars Hunters. Okay. Now, this is not an EA developed game. This actually is pretty interesting because I believe in a weird way this falls under the category of a mobile game and that's how they're away they're able to get around the whole ea exclusivity deal because it is a mobile game it's coming to um the nintendo switch as well as the google play store um and the ios app store so i think that's how they're able to get around it now the trailer that they released didn't show any gameplay. Um, it was kind of just a, a teaser trailer. So we haven't seen the game in action yet. But we do have a little bit of an idea of what we're in store for um, based on the descriptions that they've offered. <clears throat> and it says, uh, If you've ever de- dreamed of competing in a galactic arena, the roar of cheering crowds in your ears, and a new Star Wars game promises to capture that spirit with an all-new characters and Star Wars-inspired locations. During today's Nintendo Direct, Zynga and Lucasfilm Games announced Star Wars Hunters, a competitive arena combat game coming to the Nintendo Switch system in 2021. Star Wars Hunters will bring players together to engage in thrilling team-based multiplayer battles featuring a diverse array of distinctive new Star Wars characters. Set after the fall of the Galactic Empire, Star Wars Hunters will connect players in real time to battle in arena settings inspired by iconic Star Wars locales. Play as a daring bounty hunter, heroes of the rebellion, and an imperial stormtrooper in an action game that immerses players in fast pace and visually stunning Star Wars conflict. Um, and they showed, you know, they sort of showed some of the, the fighters or the characters and, you know, there was like a Wookiee and like they said, a stormtrooper, a lady carrying a red lightsaber. Um, and, um, it looks like, well, from what they've said, it's a third person (coughs) arena shooter. Um, so think. Um, kind of Halo-ish. I think they consider Halo to be a, an arena shooter, right? Okay. Um, so, I, it sounds cool to me. Now, what gives me some pause, there are a couple questions I have. My first question is, is this the smaller title that we heard about or that we were talking about last week? Remember I was telling you that there was a rumored yeah, smaller scale Star Wars title that was going to be coming Possibly this year. Now, from what I understood, it was EA published. So, unless that information was wrong, there's a very good chance that we'll be getting this and something else. Um, Now, the other thing that gives me (laughs) some questions is the fact that it's being developed by Zynga. Do you know who Zynga is? I'm not familiar, no. The developers of Farmville. Oh, okay. Buddy, let me tell you, before there was 
cringy multi-level marketing pyramid scheme posting on Facebook and QAnon conspiracies and just figuring out how awful some of your extended family were on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Nothing annoyed me more than goddamn Farmville notifications. So-and-so needs three turnips. Can you help them? No, fuck your turnips. I don't even play this. I worked hard game. for these turnips. No, I didn't even play them, and people would still. They there was some sort of system where they could hit you up through notifications. You get on your Facebook and be like, "Whoa, I got seventeen notifications." It's my great aunt asking me for turnips. What the fuck? Fucking you know, Farmville. You, you could spend that time actually planting things in the ground. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I get where it's more digitally satisfying. I get that as a time waster. I mean, you know, this is the thing. I can't as someone who plays a lot of video games, like I can't hate on someone because of their choice of video game. Like that seems a little silly to me because just because they're playing a free to play microtransaction farming game on Facebook, like meanwhile I'm spending 100 plus hours on a Japanese RPG. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, at the end of the day, we're both wasting time playing video games. You know, just because mine on a surface level seems a little cooler. Like, it's a little, like, haughty toddy for me to be like, I'm sorry, I'll only play real video games. It's all about what you enjoy. It's yeah. how you enjoy spending that time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... The fact and that hopefully we have a new mobile kick-ass Star Wars game to enjoy filling that time. Yes. Yes. I hope that is the case. Um, I hope that I'm not going to be farming moisture, I'll tell you that much. No. No. <laughs> moisture Farmville. Um, it, it does make me wonder, like, you know, just because, on the other hand, just because that's what the studio is most well-known for doesn't mean that they can't break out from that and do something really cool with star Wars. And at the end of the day, I hope that's what it is. I think one can assume that they know mobile games and I'm hoping yes. through their knowledge of mobile games, it'll make a kick ass star Wars, a mobile game. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there is some, some pretty promising information that like, this is actually something we've known and we may have even covered last year when it was initially announced that they were working on a star Wars mobile game. Because they built a brand new studio in Austin specifically develop, to develop this game. So it's clear that they're putting a lot of resources and, and stuff into this game hoping that it's a hit. And it's free to play. So, you know, at the end of the day, if it doesn't turn out to be that, that great, it's not like you're out a whole lot. Right. <coughs> um, but yeah, that's... That seems to be what it is, and I'm looking forward to see some actual gameplay footage and figure more out about it. Um, you know, seeing as it's free to play, you know, people be prepared for some microtransaction stuff. Because um, yeah. it will be, be there. Be prepared to spend crystals or credits or data bytes or whatever the hell it's going to be. Yeah, and, and however that's structured, whether it's to, you know... Whether it's real egregious where it's like, oh, you want to play another round? You might want to throw us about 50 cents for that round. Or you're oh, going to have to wait 12 hours. Oh, you want the reggae flag? 
you want the reggae flag suit of imperial armor? Mm-hmm. Sure, here you go. Yeah, like if it's that kind of stuff, it's cosmetics and stuff. I, I typically don't have a problem with that. Um, you know, I'll even indulge myself in those sort of things if it's something I think is really neat and I'm getting enjoyment out of the game. Um, you know, it could also be what seems like they're going to have, you know, a, a cast of characters that you can play as. Could be one of the situations where it's like, oh, you think that Wookiee Warrior looks cool? That's five bucks, my dude. You might want to give us five. Five bones for that Wookiee Warrior. Flat top Chewbacca. He's on sale today because he's only got one eye. We're going to knock $1.50 off for that missing eye on flat top eye patch Chewbacca for you, my dude. How could you pass up such a deal? So yeah, Star Wars Hunters coming this year. <clears throat> really interested to see if that's the rumored title that uh, people were talking about um, last week or so, whenever that was. Uh, I have a feeling that it might not be, um, but we'll see. Either way, I'll be checking it out, uh, and I'm sure you guys will hear me babbling about it one way or the other, good or bad, once it comes out. Um, but that pretty much does it as far as news is related this week, buddy. Um, I have only a smallish. Was the Hidden Fortress by Akira Kurosawa one of the inspirations for Star Wars? Absolutely. Okay, I watched the Hidden Fortress. It's pretty good, right? It's pretty good. Yeah, man. It's, it's a really good movie. You know, it, you know, I can tell parts of the influence on Star Wars. With yeah. Some of the characters and the overall kind of yeah, fun when, of it. When I was a kid, and by kid I mean a teenager, like when I first got my own car and then was able to then get my own Blockbuster account, um, I went and rented as many of the Kurosawa movies as I could get my hands on because I you know, had read on the internet and stuff how influential they were on Star Wars. And then you know I watched them probably once and never saw them again. And then right. last summer when I was playing Ghost of Tsushima on PlayStation, that got me like jonesing for some more Kurosawa. So I bought a few of them digitally. And man, they, they're they pretty fucking nice. great. My wife got me HBO Max for Valentine's Day. <coughs> uh-huh. And all, like a lot of the Kurosawa films are on um, HBO Max. That's cool. There's Hey. I got uh, to see Detective Pikachu. It's really good. It's honestly. really good, right? It's really, really it's good. Like, really good, dude. And I'm not even like a big Pokemon. I'm guy. not. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I don't even really know those Pokemon in there. But it is a good movie. It was a good movie. I gotta say, you know, we always talk about, like, not necessarily on the show, but we always talk about, like, man, how come they can't nail good video game movies? They and did. With that, and you know what else is not half bad? I'm not even going to say not half bad. I found enjoyable and thought it was a good movie was Sonic the Hedgehog. I haven't seen that yet, but I it I, I heard great things to the point where I was like, and it was kind of a no-brainer, Jim Carrey as you know the villain. Like, I, it's going to be great. I found it enjoyable. If, um, if it's not on any of your streaming services, you still have my Voodoo login. I bought it. So you oh, can okay, watch great. it on my my Voodoo if you want. And you know what? I think um I think it's uh, I would say it's appropriate for Liam and he'd probably enjoy it too. So Awesome. And 
Speaking of HBO Max, if you want to watch Godzilla movies. Oh, yeah. Whoo. Trust me. We have worn them out. <laughs> I bet. My friend. <clears throat> yeah, there's lots of Godzilla content on HBO Max. All right. Uh, and the new Tom and Jerry movies coming out at the end of February. Oh, okay. Cool. That's my kid. Is, uh, that's what he's excited for. I'm. Um, there's a few things coming out on HBO Max that I'm pretty interested to check out. Uh, Mortal Kombat, which they put the trailer out for today. I think yeah. it looks all right. I miss my buddy Christopher Lambert, who wasn't in the... You know, I'm a big fan of that guy. I mean, I realize it doesn't make much sense for him to play Raiden, God of Thunder, but still hurt my heart a little bit not seeing him in, him, seeing him in there. Um, it was convincing. And whether it will be good or whether it will be bad, I am very interested in checking out the new Matrix movie when it shows up on HBO Max. So, Oh, and Godzilla vs. Kong, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Kid, kid, team Godzilla all the way, by the way. I know we established yeah, right. that, but your boys team Godzilla all the of way, course. all day, every day. Every day. <clears throat> all right, buddy. Let's, uh, let's hear from our friends real quick, and then we'll call it a night. Hit it. Kia D. Kia D. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box Kia D. Cockhead! Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead! He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his bud. Kitty! Cockhead! To stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty! Cockhead! What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge. But he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow! Cockhead! You do. You think you're funny. <laughs> All right. First up. We have got a voicemail from our buddy King Tom. Let's hear what he has to say. Hey there, Haas and Will. Excuse me for just one moment. Ryan Johnson still doing Star Wars. Fuck you haters. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just had to get that out of my system. That's impressive. This is like the best Star Wars news in a while, and we've gotten a ton of really good Star Wars news. And the reason I, I say it's the best, because... Don't get me wrong, I think Gina going bye-bye, um, the Book of Boba Fett, all the other stuff we got that Disney day, that's all great. But, you know, the next few years, well, we know it's it, Ryan's trilogy is not happening in the next few years. Um, you know, we're going to see, they're going to focus on Disney+, Plus, and we're getting these other movies. But then after that is, I'm guessing, when we are getting this. And we're getting a trilogy, and that trilogy... You know, we're still probably going to get other Disney Plus shows and books and comics and video games. But that trilogy is going to be the main, like, focus of Star Wars. So they're not just giving him a trilogy, but they're giving him Star Wars. And I think, you know, they're giving him time to do his other stuff. They're giving these other directors 
uh, other things to do. And he, you know, he said before that he wants to work with different people and, you know, maybe direct the first one and produce the others, write the others or whatever. But I think he's going to bring in other people who are, you know, he, he can work with, who he trusts. And I think that's a great thing. But then again, I, I always get happy about stuff like this. But looking forward to hearing what you and Will have to say about it. Thanks a lot for the great podcast, and I'll talk to you later. Um, you know what I just thought about, Will, that just came into my mind while King Tom was talking about that? Two things. So, you know, the next few years of Star Wars movies are staggered, right? Where we're getting, right. we're getting an Avatar film, then the next year Star Wars movie an Avatar movie than the next year Star Wars movie, right? I think once they're out of the Avatar business, once those Avatar movies are out and that whole fucking blue cat person journey is over, like, <laughs> I kind of wonder if we'll go back to yearly Star Wars there. I, I wonder if the train is going to leave the station like it did the first time. I mean, that's that's the big question with Avatar, right? Like, that Does first Does he have movie... some sort of cinema, cinema you know cinema gimmick because like didn't the last one have some you know super progressive cgi method well i mean in a lot of i mean there's a lot of reasons that avatar was such a big hit like it really capitalized on 3d when 3d was not as passe as it is now you know right um right. and it did a really good job of it and yeah you i mean you can't <laughs> for everything you can't take away from sort of the technological achievement of avatar and, it is a cool science fiction story and you gotta imagine that he's probably got something up his sleeve as far yeah, as like james cameron right yeah, like you can't like i'm not the biggest james cameron guy and that is and i'm saying this as someone who greatly enjoys several james cameron films we were talking about aliens earlier right. um but Oh, so uh oh, someone does not agree with my assessment. Eh, I don't know about James Cameron. She, she said she hadn't even seen James Cameron. <laughs> um, I don't know that he's good, ladies. Uh, what I was gonna say is, um, I don't think you can count him out either, right? Um, I mean, he's good at what he does. Obviously, yeah. it'll it'll be interesting. That first Avatar sequel, there's probably a lot lot riding on it as far as its performance and stuff. You know, I, I kind of wonder if the a Avatar train has left the building. Like, should that sequel have come out, you know, eight a year years after ago, the movie <laughs> eight years ago, seven years ago? Right. You know, uh, by the time it comes out, it will have been 10, over 10 years since the first movie. Do you think he's trying <laughs> to make this his magnum opus? Um, I mean, he's clearly putting a lot into Avatar, so we'll see. Um, Sam, is it Sam Worthington? I believe so. Um, he was in everything for a minute, mm -hmm. and then nothing. Now, and and I don't know if that's just because he's busy filming Pandora, you know, the Pandora Two. Sorry, yeah. Avatar Two. Uh, but do you know what I'm saying? Like he was in Clash of the Titans, yep. and he was when he was in a Terminator movie. He was also in like a mini series about the Unabomber that was pretty mini good. Series about the Unabomber that it was, was good. good. Yes, it was. Had Paul Bettany in it. Sure did. Sure did. Um, uh, and he was like the voice in a Call of Duty. Oh well, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. 
<laughs> Anyways, um, my other thought about this is, you know, sort of famously, George Lucas said that part of the reason he decided to sell off Star Wars and not do the sequel trilogy is that a trilogy of Star Wars movies takes a decade. Yeah, 10 plus years of your life. And he was like, man, I, you know, do I really want to spend the next 10 years of my life working on this or do I want to... You know, go off and be a family man. My wife's about to have a kid and et cetera, et cetera. And clearly, we know what choice he made. And that kind of makes me wonder if part of the reason. Dude, if you're going to be a dad at that age, you mm-hmm. got to have something going on. Yeah. Cheese and crackers, dude. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is like, you know, if. if, And I'm still a little like I'm a little gun shy. You know, I'm, I'm, I love hearing that um, his his star Wars project is still on. Um, but you know, just a little gun shy. don't want to get the rug pulled out from me, but as long as the Ryan Johnson thing is continuing and is going to happen, like maybe part of the reason is he just wants to get some stuff out of the way before he has to dedicate 10 years to a star Wars trilogy. Right. Right. So like, right. That could be it as well. Like even, even like King Tom said, like I know, He's not, you know, necessarily going to direct all three, but he's going to be involved in all three. So, you know, maybe he's just got some stuff he wants to tackle before then. <clears throat> all right. Who do we got next? Okay. We got Utah. 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 Dougie. Doug. I don't know why, but I think because you're holding... Um, Olivia, I, I'm being like quieter than usual. <laughs> I don't think so, because she's certainly not going to afford you the same uh, manner. <laughs> uh oh, Jesse's. She just Jesse just actually texted me. Uh oh, before oh, she came God. around. I'm gonna try to scare her. I don't think she jumps as good as you do. Oh, I can scare her sometimes, but it's always on accident. Okay, uh, let's hear what Utah Dougie has to say. My, it didn't work, by the way. She just laughed at me. Oh, I heard her. Osmel, it's Dougie. Hey, I wanted to reach out to you guys. I couldn't believe you guys missed to go on a date with anybody from Star Wars. uh, Kira. Ooh, Mother of Dragons. Anyways. Yeah, I appreciate the podcast and um, some of my highlights. I know you guys were talking about highlights and your favorite things. Probably one of them was convincing uh, Will to get hard. Uh, Number two would be when Haas is scared. (laughs) Um, I know we can't go overboard on that because I want the guy to stick around for uh, personal selfish reasons and then i think my all-time favorite blue harvest memory was the for what settings uh trying to tell will how to turn him down oh Oh, man that had me going like rolling around on the floor laughing (laughs) anyways keep up the good work and what are some of your favorite listener uh emails or segments as always Keep up the good podcast. Check you later. 
Oh, I forgot the for what settings. The for what you got me good. I did. I was a little stunned. <laughs> um, let me think, listener. I mean, to this day, to this day, I am still baffled about King Tom calling the um, the L three becoming part of the Falcon's computer system from Solo, mm-hmm. because like. It, that's just bananas to me. It's a tiny detail. It's a tiny detail, and, but he nailed it. Like but nailed it. And when I saw it in the movie, I was like, "I'll be damned." He did it. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, there's been a lot of them. Like, do you remember when um, Evan used to call uh, right in and be like, "Exactly uh, like that." Exactly like that. Be like. Uh, have us do positivity sandwiches? Yes. <clears throat> um, I do remember that. I like the uh, the goofy thing we've come up for when Utah Dougie writes in or um, or calls in, and I don't even know like what the genesis of that was. Like I don't either. Where that came about? Um, I like. Uh, Kobe, when he writes in about like the the fake concert lineups, I liked our cat. What what Jesse and I said was your catfish. Oh, Oliver! Yeah, Oliver. yeah. I haven't heard Oliver from... in Sweden or, yep. it? or Switzerland. Sweden, Oliver in Sweden. Um, I forgot all about Oliver. I wonder what that dude's up to. Hope he's doing all right. Um, um, let me think. There's so many good ones and I've got a terrible memory. Like I know for a fact, um, that I'm going to think of more like ones are going to pop up in my head and I'm going to be like, Oh shit. Why didn't I say that? Oh, I mean, come on multiple sores bandemes like i remember you know when when sores bandeme first started like leaving voice messages and they just started as like sort of funny bits and then at some point he decided to start making a musical yeah that they were karaoke yeah that shit is always great to me i used to like when our buddy um joe would call in as kia d mundy Um, trying to think man there's so many good ones like we occasionally might get a bit of a salty interaction in email and it's gotten to the point where like I just don't just don't highlight that shit anymore I used to and it seemed like um a kind of a waste of time and gave people the attention they were looking for. But it's so overwhelmingly positive otherwise, right? Like so many cool people write in and, and call in and interact with the show. But the salty ones just call us shills. Yeah. We've gotten a little bit of shill 
we've gotten the shill word thrown around a little bit. We've gotten a little bit of, you know, you guys are too dirty, which, come on, guys, we all know that's 90% me. Well, I mean, you don't have to listen. Yeah, it's, it is it's too dirty. And you can turn it off. And it's also listed as an explicit podcast on all the platforms. So it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like you're going to Camelot Music and buying a CD that doesn't have a parental advisory sticker on it. And they start dropping F-bombs all over the place. You're right. We don't come on right after Mr. Rogers. No. No. (laughs) If you want the censored version, go buy that shit at Walmart. Yeah, right. That was the most infuriating shit as a kid. Buying a CD. I love it when people would steal CDs, but they would steal the censored versions of stuff. I was like, what's the point? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I mean, if you're talking about listeners' feedback, Steve and the Kiadi Mundi song. Like, oh, yeah. That's pure gold. That's, that's, that's a big one, obviously. Um, the commercials, the Stone Cobra commercials are good. For me. I think we already mentioned that. But. Dude, doing the Alabama Sci-Fi Fest at the Hoover Library, that was pretty kick-ass. Yeah, I gotta say, um, I don't think they knew what they were getting into with that. Yeah, I think uh, they heard that we were a Star Wars. Yeah, party. I mean, because I know someone that works at that library. And I yeah. think when, you know, they were planning that, they she was probably like, I know someone that does a Star Wars podcast. I'll reach out to him. And that's how it all started, right? Yeah. Without doing much research into the content of the show. And granted, when we went, we didn't show up like a bunch of hooligans. Say, when we were there, we were totally yeah. professional we, and not dirty mouths at all. At all. But I think maybe after that, people looked into it and they were like, yo, we had these guys here. You had them on the stage. You mic them. <coughs> you invited these guys to be part of this. They are not. You put them on a panel of how to do this. They were explaining to people <laughs> how to replicate this. Yeah, and something tells me that might uh, have something to do with us not being asked back. You know, which is cool. I mean, I totally understand. Like, even at the time, I was like, you know, hey, we should probably do this. It would be you know good experience good practice for such events but seems a little seems a little out of the ordinary for us to be invited to this family event i don't know i mean (laughs) i just remember being in the like looking out and seeing kids in the crowd and being like oh man if they download the podcast this is uh (laughs) well uh, again the explicit content warning should be your first giveaway for a tech savvy parent. Yeah, I agree, uh, but you know, just imagining how that could all go south. Plus, there was only like one family in the auditorium, by the way. <laughs> like, I'm pretty, and there were like a couple loners. Like, I was surprised at how empty the auditorium was for our. Yeah, yeah, um, we say this like there was a huge yeah, ton like, of. Like, no. We exposed no. a bunch of kids to no. something. I mean, there were kids. But I did only see like one mom and dad with a couple of kids family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like um, there was a lot of like 
mine and Jesse's family. Fam. Yeah, like there is totally total fam. And then some loners, like you said. Yeah. We actually had more people turn up when we were in that weird little hidden broom closet room. Oh my god, everybody showed up for that. It was a packed house. Yeah. That that, that one was had... just witty banter. That was scripted banter. <laughs> All right. Uh let's hear what Jim has to say. Good evening, Oz and Will. How are you guys doing? I wanted to ask you if you guys made a Star Wars movie, what do you think the comment section would be like? Uh, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, all that good stuff. Uh, what, and what do you think some of the positive things that people would say about your movies would be? Uh, if I made a movie, I think that people's complaints would be uh, not subtle, no nuance, uh, lots of lightsaber battles or too many overpowered jedi and pretty much untouchable like mary sue's and barry sue's i don't know what it is when it's a guy but i do like kind of a untouchable unflappable character there is something that i do love about that uh but what would your guy what do you think you guys would uh stay awake at night reading in the middle of the night on the, the comment section. Oh, and I am very happy that the only turd in the back of the tank is finally gone. <laughs> All right, guys, ignite the green. Oh, man, this concept, reading the comment section if I made a Star Wars movie. I think we just covered that. You guys are dirty mouths. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Okay, see, that's the thing. I wouldn't make an R-rated, dirty, foul-mouthed Star Wars movie. I wouldn't. If, if Oh, I thought he was asking if they made Blue Harvest. The no, movie. no. If we had the what opportunity. if we made our own Star Wars Yes, movie. yes. See, I see. My bad. <clears throat> this concept, though, like, immediately triggers anxiety in me. Because I get that reading comments on a fucking Z-tier Star Wars podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't even imagine the pressure of doing a blockbuster star Wars movie and having to deal with the comments. Um, I imagine it would be things like, like the jokes in this were real dumb. <laughs> Lots of potty humor. The person that wrote this movie is not very bright. Are farts still funny in the future? <laughs> I thought we left fart humor behind after the Phantom Menace. Um, Mine would be like, there's no big armies. They don't planet hop enough. Uh, the Jedis are too, uh, there's too much mystical stuff going on with the, too much dreams and premonitions. Um, and too my, much starfighters. Mine would be like, why in the year of our Lord 2025 or whatever are Christopher Lambert, Kurt Russell, John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Why are they the leads in this Star Wars movie? What the hell is all this character development? This is just too much. I want to see some action. Um uh and as far as positive comments, like I don't know. Uh much like how I couldn't imagine going on a date with a Star Wars character. I, I was about to say who uh, suggested uh, Kira? I was like, uh, "Did we not discuss this she, batting out of my league?" Like, we... she would be like, "Get no, the thank you, fuck 
out of here. Get <laughs> the fuck out of my face. Mm. And be like, I got these golden dice. They're for luck. And she'd be like, shut the fuck up. Shut <laughs> up. I hate you. Get out of my face. <clears throat> I'm the leader of the Crimson Dawn. Um, I don't know. Like, I would hope that if I got positive comments, they'd be like, you know, in interviews, you can tell this guy really likes Star Wars. Or maybe they... Star Wars movie. Maybe they... good, man. Maybe they would find my... um, Story, bro. My overwhelming anxiety and awkwardness in interviews endearing. I'm like, I don't know, man. Jim, we established I don't have great, great uh self-esteem i don't have a great opinion of myself so like i can't even imagine i can imagine a ton of the bad comments like i want to push this guy down a set of stairs right <clears throat> oh that's a nightmare i can't even imagine oh speaking of comments you know how the other day you were talking about looking us up on reddit yeah right i did the same thing the other night and, oh, yeah? um, yeah, there's not a whole lot. Granted, I don't, I'm not super yeah. Reddit savvy, so maybe I wasn't searching well, but I did see one comment from Hannah on a Kia D Mundy meme. And she was like, this reminds me of the song on blue harvest. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, or, you know, you know what I'm talking about, if you know, or something to that effect. And I was right. like, heck yeah. Nice. <laughs> Representing. Nice. All right, let's jump into some emails. All right, uh, this is from Javier from Denver. He says, double scares, back to turds, comfy Star Wars chairs, and halls hooked up to a cherry picker. Listener on the floor, funniest episode in a short while. Um, Which Star Wars character do you guys think would have the best scare reaction? Javier from Denver. Ooh, who do you, well, I think Jar Jar has a pretty good scare reaction. Um, Probably the closest to my own. Oh. I don't know, man. It's a good question, right? Like, What's the, the mouse droid? He has a pretty funny scared reaction. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm lost. Like, Star Wars characters are for the most part so cool. I like the um, Han Solo scare reaction when he comes up on the room full of stormtroopers. That one's pretty good. He charges in and then charges right back up. He pulls a pretty good face there too. Like when he comes at uh, comes to the end of that hallway, that's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what Chewie's scared reaction is. Like you got to imagine, like Chewie's a tough character, but eventually Chewie's been scared once or twice at least in his life. I'd like to think. Um, you know, being down in the mud when they met in Solo, I bet that was scary. He was pretty scared and angry. Um, he was really sad in Cloud City. Yeah, that's uh, sad more scared than scared. Too. 
I don't know. <laughs> he's scared he lost Han Solo when he gets yeah. him back in Return of the Jedi and he's petting him. Oh, I love that. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I'm all right, pal. I'm all, all right. right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like was I born said, here, you know. You I think die here, you know. That's pretty good scare reaction. I think I think Jar Jar has like from a scared like I get scared on the show like a jump scare scenario. I think Jar Jar probably has the best one, and like I said, probably the closest to my own. Um. Okay. So next up, we've got one from Jake. Halls and Will. So last week's episode got the wheels in my brain a churning. Have you guys ever thought about taking up troll hunting? So picture this. A full moon shines over a forest at night. Halls is able to use his Aquaman-like powers to communicate with an entire legion of raccoons. They go out to scout the forest and look for trolls. Will has a modified Ghostbusters-style proton pack that mm. in- instead shoots out UV rays. It yeah. makes the trolls turn to stone, and then both of you guys come in with your magic katana swords to chop down the stonified trolls. <laughs> Let me know what you guys think from your longtime listener, Jake. <laughs> My name's William, and I support this message. I'll say this, right? <clears throat> in theory, that sounds badass. That I've, sounds awesome. Like I've got a magical troll ocarina or, or raccoon ocarina or something. It's a YouTube Kung Fury style video. Yeah. In reality, though, I think my jumpy nature would mean that I would not be a great troll hunter. Because something tells me that my screaming would just summon more trolls. And if we're playing, what is it, Norwegian rules? I mean, they could smell us coming a mile away being Christians. Okay, and here's another question. Like, why are we hunting trolls? Are trolls, are the trolls just hanging out in the forest, minding their own business like Sasquatch? What's my motivation? Yeah. Like, are the trolls, like... Are they being trolls? Are they just trolling? Or are they just hanging out, minding their own business in the forest? And if that's the case, then I'm kind of an asshole for just going out and being like, yo... We're about to chop these motherfuckers up with katanas, you guys, because they're trolls. And now, I mean, if they're terrorizing them, vid- villages, if if it's heroic, I was about to say, if yeah. they're a nuisance, yes, that's a different story. But if I'm just going and terrorizing troll communities for the hell of it, that makes me a pretty bad guy. And then my wheelchair gets all stuck in the moss, the peaty moss floor of the forest. And I'm like, hey, Will, can you help me get stuck out of this mud hole? And you're like, yeah, hold on. We got to get a winch. I don't know. Like, and then we're both Scandinavian mummies because <laughs> we ended up in the beat. And they were like, oh, it looks like Vikings came here. <laughs> They're like, what? what is this fat guy wearing a tool shirt doing out in the middle of the Norwegian forest? He's got a raccoon flute we don't even have raccoons here what's he doing with chris farley (laughs) oh man all right we got one more and this is from sam howdy halls and will i hope you're both hunkered down in your igloos well down there it sure is surprising to see all that snow hit your areas this week i hope you both and your families have stayed safe 
In the Star Wars realm of things, there was a leaked list of upcoming Mandalorian pops this week. List in attached images. I was wondering if you two could have a pop or hot toy from each episode of season two, what would it be? Thanks for a great show and keep up what you're doing. Best wishes, Sam. Ooh. Um, I want the grief cargo pop. Well, I think that is something you can get your hands on right now. Oh, <clears throat> uh, for me, I'm going to go definitely hot toys. Cause that's my deal. So from the first episode, easy Cobb Vanth hot toy. Never Ooh, thought I'd say it. Never thought I'd say it, but I'm going to say cool. it. Um, second episode, easy once again, frog lady with her container of eggs. Oh, frog lady would make a good Funko pop. Yeah. And can you imagine a little like, container of eggs, like little, either little frog face, the, the, either the, the pop or the heart to where you could do a light up element in the container. Oh, you know, that is neat. Battery powered. That'd be sick. Um, Episode three, I would say, um, let me see. Um, oh, I'm drawing a brain fart here. So in episode three, that's where they go to, uh, yeah, that's where they go to the planet and meet Bo-Katan and the the other Mandalorians, right? Um, so I would go Bo-Katan. That's a good one. Um, the next one, episode four or chapter 12, I would do um, Horatio Sands character. I can't remember it, his name from the top of my head, but I like that guy. Um, episode five or chapter 13, come on, Ahsoka. Um, episode six, chapter 14, you got to do Boba Fett. It's the return of Boba Fett and his all, yes, and the his, fresh paint. I would do both because you know, I'm a man who likes variants, right? Yeah. You want the acid etched. Yeah. Because it doesn't stay that way for long, apparently. No. So. In 14... Only during Cobb Vance ownership. Yeah, in episode 14, I do Boba Fett with the scarred up armor. And then episode 15, I do Boba Fett with his fresh, so fresh and so clean, clean. Now, episode 16, that's where I get into some some debate. Because partially, I want to say Luke Skywalker with Grogu, right? You do a deluxe pack, Luke Skywalker, R2-D2 and Grogu. But you know what else would make a badass hot toy set? Boba Fett on the throne with Fennec Shand. Drinking out of the glowing bottle of juice. Uh, you know what? That would make a great t-shirt. Can if I have could... that juice? <laughs> if you could do a silhouette of Boba Fett on the throne and then um, yeah, Fennec Shand drinking the juice. Drink. Can I have that juice? <laughs> that would be that would be good. The blue juice is blue, right? Mm-hmm. It's Tatooine, yeah. Blue cocktails. Man, if if Hot Toys, because as we were recording tonight, Hot Toys announced their Mandalorian season two Boba Fett figure, and it looks fucking badass. It looks real badass. It looks 
real badass. Mm-hmm. Gonna do my best to get my hands on that. We'll see how it goes. Um, but if they were to announce a deluxe set with the throne and Fennec Shand, like it would be pricey. Because a hot toy on its own isn't cheap, right? And then you're talking about two hot toys and a throne set piece. That'd be expensive. But I would... Oh. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> that would be me. Oh, man, that one got me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, you call me up and you're like, hey, buddy. I'm like, oh, hey, buddy, what's up? Uh, uh, you probably already saw this, but did you see what Hot Toys announced? I'd be like, no, I'm, I've been working all day. What did I miss? And you send me a picture and it's just Boba Fett and Fennec Shand with that throne. And all you hear is... Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> oh, good gracious. He looked hard because he absolutely <laughs> was. Which he absolutely was. I'm glad to to know that I've been planning on dropping that soundbite on you for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> the Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad this it paid off because it did. We've we've seen it go over like a fucking a fart at church before. And this one, uh, hot damn, I got him. We got him, boys. Got him. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that does it for us tonight, buddy. Thanks for um from recording and tell Olivia I appreciate her sitting in with us too. Well, she's trying to chew on the chair, uh, but <laughs> no. Those teeth and all. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you being chill and uh, letting her hang out with us. Oh, I don't care, buddy. I know. She was she was mildly okay. Yeah, I mean, she just had a few things to say. She didn't really like when I was throwing, and it wasn't even a lot of shade, but she's very protective of James Cameron, which I get, well, you know. It's the same way about George Lucas. I've got years to teach her differently. <laughs> oh, man. This was James Cameron when that first shipment of blue body paint showed up on the set of Avatar 2. Fast forward to like 12-year-old Olivia sitting there and I'm like, James Cameron, hack media, hack, bring slop for the masses. She's going to start a competing blue harvest, but it's just about the blue people in Avatar. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be like, buddy. I know we've been doing this for, like, okay, so if, if if we say she's doing this at 12, oh, my God. We would be doing it for 18 years at that point, right? Because she's, she's yeah. not a year yet. No, no, no. She's like six months. Yeah, so whew, that'd be 12 years from now, and we're about to hit six years of doing this. Oh, my goodness. Going on long and strong. Yep, yep, yep. Coming up on episode 300. You guys are dirty. <laughs> That's the clip you need. If you go back to the part where you were saying, I'm like, you guys are dirty. <laughs> well, this is what I think anytime someone ease, e- sends me a salty email about how we curse and talk too dirty. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Liam has started saying, I'm bursting, like, because it's in Bluey. Like, we watch a lot of Bluey, and mm-hmm. one of the things they say is, like, 
can it you know you like I gotta, I gotta go can it wait and like no I'm I'm bursting oh you mean uh, oh see I thought maybe it referred to bursting with excitement but no it's like no. I gotta pee real bad right right that's funny so that's what he says when he's gotta pee that's funny oh man that's cool <clears throat> or some of our Australian listeners will be glad to hear that that yeah, bluey like yeah that bluey's rubbing off on Liam do. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for listening this week, and uh, we will be back next week. If you guys haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Really thought we might get a couple. I thought those two screams last week might, you know, translate into a couple of iTunes reviews, but I think maybe we've hit critical mass for people that want to take the time to leave an itunes review or like dude i've already done it leave me alone about it and i'm like um you know it'd be real neat if you guys left me uh itunes review because it helps us other people find us <laughs> and then i wake up and i check the itunes review and it got it's gone from 2000 200, 2000 i wish 208 to 209 and i'm like lord have mercy i'm about to bust it's like when the teacher asks for volunteers to help the coach carry boxes and everyone's looking at the round the room like all right it ain't gonna be me like i'm waiting on one of y'all what you about got, you you got that one kid who really likes boxes yeah who's like there's nothing i like in this world more than carrying a motherfucking box and you look over at him and he's like lord have mercy i'm about to bust <laughs> Oh, check out Stone Cobra. They are the band that were kind enough to provide uh, the music for a theme song. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonecobra.bandcamp.com. And until then, uh, and, well, until when, I don't... Oh! Uh, yeah, we'll... Oh, shit. I really lost steam here at the end. Quick. Real quick. Petered out. Yeah, it sure did. did. Too much busting. <laughs> That'll happen to you. Feeling a little lightheaded, be like, shit, I need some water. Fuck. Just give me a minute. My thighs are stuck together. Anyways, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for putting up with us. Uh, and until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>